If you've been wishing, hoping, and dreaming about taking your business from six figures to multi-six figures or multi-six figures to seven figures, then I want to make sure you get our new free guide, the multi-six and seven-figure scaling roadmap. Inside the guide, I pull back the curtains and I shared all the strategies that I used and they can help you too. First, they can help you triple your monthly sales. I shared proven strategies with you that led to a 3x increase in my monthly sales. Second, I show you exactly how to crush your limiting beliefs. Say goodbye to doubts like, you can't charge that much and there aren't enough ideal clients for you too. Third, how to only work with ideal clients. I show you how to become the go-to expert and attract only the perfect clients and referrals. And finally, I show you how to quantum leap to $20,000 plus every single month. I show you exactly how to take a quantum leap from $8,000 per month, for example, to $20,000 a month. You can absolutely break through your upper limit barrier and enjoy five and six figure months every single month. Make 2024 your dream come true year by downloading your free guide today. Just click the link in the show notes below. Welcome to Double Your Sales Now, your resources to selling strategies, tips, and best practices to take your performance to the next level. There's no reason you can't double your sales. So let's get to it with your sales coach, Ursula Menches. Welcome to Double Your Sales Now, where you learn all the tips, mindset shifts, tools, and strategies to two times your sales in any niche. I'm your host, Ursula Minches, and I'm super excited, as always, to dive into today's show with the very incredible Shauna Jordan. I just want to say hello to Shauna, and welcome to the Double Your Sales Now show. Hello, Ursula. Thank you for having me. This is very exciting. Well, I'm excited to have you on the show. You know, you are officially... Oh, actually, you're, you're our first nonprofit of 2018, our second nonprofit of all time. And I'm excited because there's so many nonprofits that we want to help out there. We have this open invitation, and it's so hard to convince nonprofits to come to sales camp. We want to help them. We want to love on them. We want to support them. And so, so anyway, thank you for being here today. And for everyone who does not know, Shauna Jordan She's the Director of Development for Houses with Hope, and she's also, her organization was our nonprofit of the year at Sales Coach Now. We announced it at the Quantum Sales Summit, so throughout the year, we'll be sending financial gifts to Shauna, and I just want to encourage you, if she touches your heart today, to do the same. See how you can help her, because you're going you're gonna to love her. So let me tell you about Shauna. She's living out her passion to help children and families as the Director of Development for Houses with Hope. Houses with Hope is a nonprofit organization which builds houses for orphans and families in Africa and assists the homeless population in the United States. She's doing it all. I love that. Since 2001, Shauna has led U.S. teams to Kenya to help orphans in the slums of Nairobi and homeless families in the rural areas of western Kenya. And I've seen some of your posts. I've seen your videos of just the things that you're up to and just amazing. So I just want to acknowledge you for all the, all the hard work that you put into helping people all over the world, especially the kids. Oh, thank you so much, Ursula. I appreciate it. And I agree with you that nonprofits need to go to sales camp, too, because a nonprofit if it's not run like a for-profit, it's going to fail. So self-camp is very important for nonprofits as well. And thank you for saying that because we want, we want to gift it to people. So if you're a nonprofit or you know a nonprofit, please, please send them to our webpage. We have um, a little tab for nonprofits. You can go on there and apply to attend at no cost. So, I, you know, it's, 
it's part of what we do at Sales Camp it's, and Sales Coach Now. It's our way of giving back because we can't help all the nonprofits out there, but we realize that if we help them, we can help them grow. We can help. So we want to hear your story first. Like, tell us, like, what, at what point, you know, did this show up in your world? Was your heart touched that you just said, I have to do this? Yeah. Well, believe it or not, I was 12 years old when I knew, knew, knew that I was going to be going to Africa because a girl in my youth group came back and told us all about it. Um, fast forward, one of my passions in life is softball, and I got a scholarship to play college ball. And after practice one day, some ladies came over and talked to our um, softball group of girls and said, hey, anybody want to go to Africa to do some mission work? And play some softball and I was like well here's my chance I'm going and when I came back my mom was like you know what's the food like what's the culture like what's this what's that and all I could say was mom we have to do something about the orphans so it touched me at the the early ripe age of about 18. Wow you know it's it's kind of one of those things whether you have a for-profit or a non-profit it's like those life events that form us create that path and that next step and so so this is I'm so excited to talk about this today because I think there's so many nonprofits out in the world who in and I've had conversations with some of the directors and some of the fundraisers and they the first thing they say to me Shauna is we do not sell. <laughs> and they make that very clear and they kind of like like kind of push me aside and I'm like no but really like what what if you took on that mindset or what like share with us you know your mindset about fundraising, quote-unquote, what I think of as still is, is selling, you know, your idea, your organization to bring in funds to help people all over the world. Like, what are your beliefs about selling? Did you have limiting beliefs about fundraising or selling in the beginning? Like, walk us through that, that first, that, the, the beginning for you. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think that limiting beliefs definitely come into play. But I think that we are always selling because we are constantly selling ourselves through the relationships that we are building and we are forming and we are bonding. Some people don't like the word sell, but that, that can be a limiting belief because we are constantly selling ourselves. And I believe that that's the number one biggest thing that we have to realize is that sales, in my opinion, is all about relationships. So, yes, I had some, some huge limiting beliefs. One of them was that things have to be perfect before you launch anything. And in reality, if an opportunity comes along, it's probably better, in my opinion, to take the opportunity and then to figure out how you're going to do it because the opportunity may not come back around again. So you have to realize that things don't have to be perfect. Nothing is. And that you have to start somewhere. And I think the best place to start is with your limiting beliefs. Okay, why do I feel like I do not sell when Raising money, you are selling. You are still having to talk to people on an emotional level with a nonprofit to, to engage them on a level of helping others from a humanitarian soft spot that we all have. So my biggest one was probably things have to be perfect before you launch. Definitely had to get over that hurdle. Oh, my gosh. That is such a good one. And I have to tell you, we've never talked about it on the show, so we're going to go there. I This is something I hear so many times, especially for people who are starting out, right? They're they're like the website's got to be done a certain way. You know, I don't have my business cards the way I'd like them to. I don't have this. I don't have that. And you know, it's it's this thing where people forget that a business evolves over time. And I want you to share with us an example, if you can think of one, when there was something in your in 
organization that wasn't perfect yet, it wasn't done, but you launched anyway and the results that came from that. Do you have any specific examples? Absolutely. A couple of years ago, we ran into, as a nonprofit, something called the charitable giving of real estate. And so many nonprofits are scared to death to take real estate. They're worried about all the liability that can, that can come with having a property donated to an organization. And when we saw the method around charitable giving of real estate, it was like, no, I am not going to be afraid of this. I'm going to face this head on. And it took almost two years before the first deal came in. And it was a lot of, you know, trying it this way, trying it this way, failing here. But what I realized is that if we see the big picture and then we work backwards, we were right yes. where we needed to be. So you can't have fear in the sense that some things are going to take a little bit longer than others because the overall vision was there. The stepping stones to get there, they were in alignment. And when we finally hit our first deal, it was a big payday and it paid off and it made sense and it, it, that we followed through and that we never gave up. So yeah, definitely have had that happen. <laughs> wow. And it sounded like it sounds like it became this really big win. It's interesting. I've, I have talked to there's another nonprofit that's near and dear to my heart. I hope to interview them at some point. But they they brought real estate in. They work with it's called Inspire. It's out of Southern California. And they work with youth who age out of the foster care system. And I had the privilege of being on the board and just watching them grow. And Christy Campbell became a good friend of mine. But they started to take on real estate. And during the recession in California, it was donated to them. But I remember that being, you know, a big deal. But I also remember Christy's fearlessness and her desire to help as many, you know, foster care youth as possible who had aged out of the foster care system go to college. Like, that was her purpose. And it's the same with you, Sean. Like, you're, like, I remember the first time I met you, Barbara Portsline introduced us, and we met at an event, and I just remember your energy. Like, it was, I mean, I'm not someone who sees auras. I'm not, you know, <laughs> but, like, if I could have seen yours, it felt like it was 10, you know, 10 feet wide, this bright colors, and this energy and this love and this passion that you bring to what you do. I was like, oh my gosh, who is that? I want to give you, I wanted to give you money. I didn't even know what you were up to at that point, but Barbara's <laughs> like, you have to meet her. She's doing these cool things. So how important do you think that has been? Like how you show up in the world, how you bring this passion and energy to what you do? How important has that been to your success? Well, it's everything. Uh, you nailed it with, with your friend and inspire. You persevere and you push through because you know that you're going to be helping so many people on this platform that you have built. And so that is something that I believe is, is very important that you have to take care of yourself and you really have to nurture and love yourself so that you can bring that energy and that, that helping hand into the world, into every single place that you go, into every people, into every person that you look into the eyes, that you smile at, that you hold a door for. It, it, you constantly want to bring that with you. So I'm glad you noticed that. It's not something that I, I think about <laughs> all the time, but it is definitely very important to bring that love and that energy into every encounter, I believe. And it's hardest. It's funny. I think my biggest spiritual teachers are my two boys constantly challenging me to be a better person and teaching me unconditional love and patience on a level that helps me <laughs> when I go out into the world for sure. 
Yes. But I'm laughing when you said funny you would notice it. Like I couldn't not notice it. I couldn't like the, it was so <laughs> contagious. And so, I mean, it's, and I'm sharing, I'm, I'm talking about that because I want everyone to hear, you know, it's, yes, you can learn all of the strategies and how to pick up the phone and make the calls and, and to do all the, you know, the tactical stuff to be successful in sales and fundraising, but no one can really teach you how to be you, right? Like only you can let you shine through. And I know that sounds, you know, like woo woo, but it's the truth. Like you're the only one that can let that happen. And when you do, when you unleash, you know, your passion, your excitement for what you're doing, that's what people are buying. Like people are buying your passion, your excitement, and you are that brand. So, so I want to talk about, you know, the first time, you know, when you got a big donor, or maybe it was when the real estate deals came through, but that a month or a moment when you got a massive check and you you had that realization of not necessarily we made it, but like it's happening. Do you do you have a time like that? Maybe it was like your first double or that first big moment. It would have to be when we when we had our first charitable giving of real estate go through because I had been hitting my metrics. It's like you said, you can do everything that you possibly can. You can send out your mailers. You can call on the phone. You can show up in person. You can do all of these things. And until it hits, you have to be careful not to fall into this, well, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. And I think that's what the, the biggest straddle of coming out of all of this. When it hit, I was so thankful that I didn't give up and I didn't fall into my limiting beliefs of, oh, well, you know, it's too hard. It's okay. You'll find something else like the, 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 you know, the Eeyore syndrome. I was so glad that I kept my energy high that I continually did my self-talk of, you are worthy of this, the people you serve are worthy of this, that you already being in a state, I think that it's important to be in a state of realization that you already have this, this is already a done deal. So even though it took us two years in my mind, it's already a done deal, it's already happening, it's already here. And those are the things that helped me along the way. And so then when it hits, you almost expect it, you're like, yep. I knew this was going to happen. Sweet. On to the next. Let's do this. It's go time. So, so yeah, it's definitely persevering, but in, in the same breath, keeping your self-worth um, and loving yourself through the process. So many things I want to unpack there. You talked about the idea of expectation or it's already a done deal. And I get a lot of pushback from people at times who are like, I just can't believe that anymore. Or like, there's too many things, you know, it's too hard. It's too whatever. And, and it reminds me always of the book, Think You Grow Rich. You know, Napoleon Hill talks about being three feet from gold, right? Like you could have stopped at any time and not known what, that you were three feet from gold, right? And so when you, I mean, we have listeners all over the world and I just want you to share like, Maybe they don't get, you know, the the depths of how hard it probably was in the moment, but how did you, like, did you say this to yourself, it's already a done deal? Like, did you hang out with your boys? Like, what were the things that kept your energy high and your belief high so that you could expect it to still happen? Perfect. Like I said, I think it's very important to take care of yourself. So to keep my energy and my spirits high, I have a daily, I have to exercise daily. I do a little journaling and meditating, something to just really reset myself and I focus on something positive in the morning that I take with me throughout the day because it's so easy to fall into negativity. And if if we don't believe that there is an abundance, 
right? That there's an abundance for everybody. Because I used to not. I used to think that there was competition and we had to fight for what we needed. And, and But once I changed that limiting belief into, whoa, 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 wait a minute, there is abundance for everybody. And if there's abundance for everybody, there's enough, there's abundance for me. And there's abundance for the people I serve. So how do I create that abundance? Well, I visualize that it's already there, that we've already got the donations coming in. So it's a two, you know, a two-step process, keeping myself mentally, physically, spiritually on tap every day, and then working through limiting beliefs. And of course, hitting the metrics and actually doing the things that I need to do to get us there as well. Yeah. So, so beautiful. And one of the things you said is, you know, believing in the abundance, not only for yourself, but for the people you serve. So I, this is one of those things that I really struggle with, Shauna. And, and I, I, it's one of the reasons we have our profit forward division of the company, because like you and many others and, you know, the entrepreneurs that listen, we don't understand how there could be any lack in the world. How can there be people starving? How? How can there be children? You know, I was just at a church last Sunday and they were talking about this. They were talking about another nonprofit and they were helping this woman who was feeding her daughter mud cakes because she was so hungry and that allowed her to sleep. Like, I just, I don't want to cry, mm. but how mm. are you, and you're, you're, you live this every day. And we want to give, we want to give money, we want to make this difference. But I heard you say that you hold a belief in abundance for everybody. Talk about, could you talk about that? Like that, that is something that I've struggled with. Does that make, am I making sense? Oh, of course you are. And I still struggle with it. I'm not, that's why, but it was a game changer for me, Ursula, whenever I started realizing, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. There is an abundance. And if I live that way, if I live as there is an abundance, then that's what I get back. If I live like there is lack, then there's so much abundance that I'm going to see that there is lack because everything is so abundant of what I think. It's going to show it back to me. So I can't help but have to think that everything is abundance. It's abundant. And when it does, things show up so differently in life. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with Byron Katie, but she says this. She says, there's my business, there's your business, and there's God's business. If I'm in your business, I'm worried about what you're driving, what you're wearing, what you're saying on social media. If I'm in God's business, I'm worried about tsunamis and world hunger and all these things. And that leaves me out of my business, which is the only place that I need to be to make any kind of a change anyways. So I kind of have to look at it like that. As long as I stay in my business, I keep myself on abundant thoughts and create that kind of a lifestyle and energy for myself, then that's what's going to follow. And I agree, it's hard to think about world hunger. It's hard to think about all these things. So I leave that to God and I focus on what I can change, and that's me. And then once I change myself, everything else can't help but change in my life. It's amazing. It's beautiful. Thank you. That was for me, everybody. <laughs> I, I, I really needed to have that right. And I'm familiar with her, but I not like just the way you said it, like you really nailed it. And for everyone who's listening, I think we all needed to hear that message today. So thank you. So, so let's keep going. Let's keep going. Let's, yeah. make, let's keep going. And as we move through this, for everyone who's listening, like let's think about what's What's your business, right? What's the, the business you're in? What's the business of your life? What's the business of your business? And how can you apply these ideas today? Because that's where you make the greatest impact. And it's like, Shauna, what you're talking about, too, is just how you live your life and how you show up and how you're the role model for abundance. I mean, that impact and that domino effect is way beyond anything you ever 
will know or we will ever know, right? And so, so back to back to the questions that I have to ask, right? Like I, I there's so <laughs> many ways that I could go with this. There's so many questions, but I. So what I'm curious about is after you had that big moment and you know the the real estate happened, what did you believe about sales or selling or abundance then? You know what it was? It was a switch, a mindset switch. What I started believing is that it doesn't have to be hard. You know, I used to believe that, man, blood, sweat, and tears, and it has to be hard, and you have to, you know, there are all these challenges you have to face, and and really, it doesn't have to be as hard as we make it with a little bit of self-talk, self-nurturing, hitting some metrics, seeing the big picture, working it backwards, to take these baby steps, it doesn't have to be hard. That that was the biggest thing that I learned, that I was making it way too hard just by my beliefs, just by thinking it was had to be hard, uh, then it made it hard. And then all of a sudden when, when this first one hit, I was like, oh, you know what, this doesn't have to be hard. And so then the second one hit. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah, no, this doesn't have to be hard. And then, boom, the third one hit. So it's the craziest thing, but really working on your limiting beliefs and and yourself and figuring out a little flow of how to do a system, which I learned a lot from Sales Camp, that there's just these certain things you can do, and you tell yourself, well, this doesn't have to be hard. All of a sudden, people pick up the phone when you call, and they're nice on the other end. And they're putting <laughs> you through to the people that you need to be put through, too. So it really goes down to you change your beliefs. Then all of a sudden, you're talking nicer on the phone, and you're more helpful. And, yeah, so so it doesn't have to be hard. That was a big one that changed for me, that yeah. it can be easy and fun. Yes. Sail camp where sailing is fun and easy. All right, all you nonprofits, I want you there. Everyone is listening. Let's make it all fun and easy. Because if if every if every nonprofit believed it was fun and easy, like think about the domino effect out into the world and all the people that be served, right? Like it just gets me very excited. Okay. Oh. So yes. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, keep going. Yes, I agree. Yeah, like we just. I mean. And, and it's for our, the business owners, too, because I attract business owners who want to give back. I mean, it's just part of how I set up my company. And so as business owners make more money in synchronized programs and sales camp programs, they start to be able to give back more. I mean, that's the domino effect. And and it's like when, when entrepreneurs are doing well, whether they're social entrepreneurs or uh, traditional entrepreneurs, it's like the whole world does better. And that that's the lifting up that, that – you know, we want to do. So I'm curious, and this is for, for everybody who's listening, whether you're a nonprofit or a traditional business, but I'm curious about, you know, the, what are the top two strategies, Shauna, that you used that really helped you increase your sales? I mean, you talked about real estate, but what are, I mean, if you could pinpoint two things that you did that you feel like made the biggest difference in growing the nonprofit. Um, I would have to say what comes up right off hand is that I looked at things differently. Like if I got a no, right, if somebody gave me a no, I was like on – like instead of saying a no is defeat, a no means no forever, I was like, oh, sweet, I got a no. I am one step closer to a yes, and they don't know it yet, but they're going to turn into a yes. Just because they said no right now, they're going to turn into a yes. So really taking a no and looking – at it as a stepping stone instead of a mm-hmm. uh, a hindrance or a block. It was like, yeah, no, yes, all right, I got to know. That's getting me closer to where I need to be. That was a big one for me because if you can take something that 
we have made negative, like no, and turn it into a positive, then no matter what comes your way, you're accepting of it and it's going to be okay and it doesn't hold you back any longer. That was a big, big one for me. Mm-hmm. And then I, I'm always going to go back to relationships. You know, you treat the janitor the way you treat the CEO. People are people. You get to know them. You get to love on them. And then all the business stuff will fall into place. But it really is all about relationships and just being a good, genuine person to no matter who you meet, you have no idea who you're sitting next to, who you're on an elevator with, who you're opening, the, who you're smiling at. So just really just be a kind, open person to everybody. Relationships are key in business, in nonprofits, in everything. Yes. Yeah, at the Quantum Sales Summit, we talked about something one of my coaches said to me, which is relationships equal wealth. It's not the reason you build them, but when you understand the importance of building strong relationships, that is how you grow any organization. And so thank you. Thank you. It's such a such an important reminder. And I, I think we we forget to take the time. I mean, especially in this social media driven world. And the other thing you said I love it, taking no as a stepping stone. Statistically they say all the big deals are closed after the third no, which for most people they give up after the first no. So this is very freeing. So for all of you all of you who are listening, if you haven't written that down <laughs> yet, write it down. A no is a stepping stone to a yes. I love it. All right. We want to have time for you to talk about you and what you've been up to. I know you're an expert in taking teams to Africa, which is incredible. So I'd love for you to share a little bit of that journey and two to three strategies that you could teach us about how you do that and how that's been successful for you. Oh, absolutely. Um, It's one of my favorite things that I get to do at Houses with Hope is to take people from America usually and put them into my home in Africa with the beautiful, beautiful people of Africa. Because here's what happens. We think we're going over there to change lives, and it, it <laughs> never, ever fails. We are the ones who are changed forever, forever by these people. And so I, I just encourage anybody and everybody to go on these trips. They're life-changing. If you even have any kind of a desire Go for that desire. If I hadn't have gone for my desire knowing that I wanted to go to Africa, I would have lost so many things in the mix. But just it's life-changing, and it's so hard to put into words. Everybody's experience is so different. But I love taking teams over. We bond as a team. We grow as individuals. We do end up helping the people of Africa. But more importantly, oh, man, we come back so changed. And seeing how beautiful it is to understand another culture and people and way of life because a lot of people in America are like, well, why are you going overseas? We have so many people who need help here. This is, you know, kind of getting down on me for what I do. And it's like I appreciate that, and I understand that that's where you're coming from. However, if you ever have a chance to go, then you could fully appreciate that we have so much here, even though we have people in need. And we and Houses with Hope, we help people here in America. We believe you help the people next door as well as across seas. But it's just a life-changing, beautiful experience. I'm taking a team, we call it volunteerism because we still get to be tourists while we're volunteering. We still go on a safari, we go to shows, we do some, you know, really cool things, but we also volunteer in hospitals, we build the homes, we help kids in schools and uh, different things. So we have a trip. We only have four spots available this summer, uh, June 23rd to July 1st. If anybody's interested, 
the website is houseswithhope.org. If you're excited to learn more about going on one of these trips, you can go there. Um, to donate, you can go there. Uh, but I highly re- recommend these trips for families. It's uh, oh, it's so bonding. I hear so many people say, I just don't know how to bond with my kids and my teenagers. And I'll tell you what, this is bonding like no other for families, for teens, for for anybody. It's just a beautiful way to get out of what we are programmed to do day in and day out and to reprogram and to take a step back and really appreciate abundance and love on a whole different level. Awesome. So we can go to houseswithhope.org to find out about how to go to Africa and or we can leave a donation there. Is that correct? Absolutely. So I know you do a few other things. Is there anything else you want to share with us or how we could support you? Um, Coming up in May, I do something called Get Mom Down where I live on the roof of a building. Yeah, I live on the roof of a building in a tent the week before Mother's Day to really raise funding and kind of awareness for helping our homeless. In America, you wouldn't believe how many people, lawyers, people come out of the woods and say, listen, I used to be homeless. Thank you for for sharing this and for bringing awareness. There's so many people in our own lives that have, sometimes people come to work and you sit next to them and they're homeless and you just don't even know it. They're living out of their car at the time. So I live in this tent on the roof to raise money. It's getmomdown.com, but you can also go to houseswithhope.org as well. And But you can follow this crazy journey. It seems silly, but you, I become a little bit uh, institutionalized. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a hard <laughs> mental journey to go on, you know, peeing in a bucket for a week and different <laughs> things. Everybody wants to know where I go to the bathroom. It's in a bucket. So anyways, <laughs> what day is it? So it's the week before Mother's Day, right? Yes, yes. Hopefully coming down on Mother's Day to be with my boys. That's the goal. And what's your goal this year? 120000 Okay, awesome. So so when you start posting, make sure you're tagging me on that so we can so I'm reminded to be sharing it with my community. What's fun is that this they'll be hearing about it from the show, right? So for those of you who are listening, go to www.getmomdown.com and that'll be available. Can people start giving you money before then or is it just the week of? Yeah, absolutely. They can start before and that way by the time I'm up there, it's very motivating because <laughs> there's already some money being raised. So yes, Okay. Yes. And then yeah. if anybody donates $400 or more, uh, $400 builds a home in Africa. So $400 or more, you are entered into a safari for two to, you know, in a drawing for that as well, which is always exciting and fun to make that drawing after I get down off of the roof. But yeah, for only $400, it builds a home for a widow taking care of orphans. A lot of times eight people live in this home. So $400 goes a long way in Kenya. Oh my gosh, I did not know that. So, well, we're going to be gifting this year. You are a nonprofit of the year, so I can't wait. I look forward to it. So the second it goes up, like let us know. We definitely want to be part of that drawing. So exciting. <laughs> and so for 120 so it's going to take us 128k to get mom down this year. Is what you're telling That's me. That's right. Yeah, I love it. Yes. You know, all I remember last year, and I'm la- and this is it's not funny, but you are you have a great sense of humor. I just remember the storm happening, and you had such a great attitude about it, right? Like that was last year, right? There was this big maybe there's always storms this time of year in Albuquerque, but I just remember a storm coming through, and people were worried about you. I know Barbara was posting, and you were okay. How did you quote unquote weather that storm? 
that was the hard. I've done it for three years, and that was the hardest night I've ever had. I, it felt like I was going to blow away <sighs> off the roof and rolling. I mean, it was loud. It was a little bit scary. I woke up. I didn't know where I was. But, yeah, I was alive. I was safe. I was thankful that I still had a tent. I mean, I have it so good even giving up my necessities yeah. for a week up there. I still have it so good, so you can't help but just be thankful once the grumpiness of not sleeping wears off. I'm horrible without sleep. But, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's held on me up there. It's it, My tent has flooded up there. It's not... It's not the funnest, easiest thing, but it's worth no. it. And like you said, you have to have a sense of humor in life. That's always super, uber important because, you know, he who laughs at himself never runs out of things to laugh about. And I hold that <laughs> to be so true, right? So, right. Well, yeah. and I just want to make sure people get a true picture of this. Like you are on a roof for a whole week, right? And you heard Shauna talk about the, the a pail, right? Like it is literally she is on the roof. So we definitely want to help you get down this year. Go to getmomdown.com. Watch my social media feed. We'll be promoting it, houseswithhope.org. Shauna, I'm just so glad that we met, and I love what you are up to in the world. And I just want to thank you for being you, and I want to thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much for what you're doing. And I highly, highly agree and recommend Subcap for nonprofits. It's, it's a necessity. So thank you so much. My pleasure. And I want to just know, Shauna, we'll be praying for you. And for all of our listeners, you know, definitely go to getmomdown.com, houseswithhope.org. Check out what she's up to. And I think this is going to be one of those shows you listen to a couple times because, Shauna, you shared a lot of gems today. I want to thank all of our listeners for emailing me, for staying connected. If you want to reach me, you can reach me at Ursula at salescoachnow.com. Or if it's easier and you don't want to spell my name, contact at salescoachnow.com works as well. If you haven't been to my website yet, we have a new free webinar. It's called The Authentic Sales Formula, An Entrepreneur's Guide to Serving More Clients Without Being Pushy or Salesy. It's free. It's an hour with me. It's free. It's a video so you can see me. We can stay connected for an hour, and hopefully it will inspire you to really grow your business this year. Also, if you're looking for a sales trainer or a sales coach to come out to your next event, I'd love to speak at your conference or deliver some sales training to your sales team. So please let us know how we can support you. Again, salescoachnow.com or you can go to UrsulaMinches.com. Thanks again, everybody, and make 2018 your most epic year yet. Thank you for listening to Double Your Sales Now. To get even more information to take your sales to the next level, visit us at salescoachnow.com. That's salescoachnow.com. Join us again next week to learn how to double your sales now. Thank you.